What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby and KT, and we're back with another episode. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, thank you to any new listeners uh, that we might have gained over the week. How's it going? If you'd like to hit us up, you can do so at Building Our PWR on all social media channels. If you would like to contribute to the work we are doing in Memphis, stocking the community fridge in our local Binghampton area, you can do so. Link is in the description. Um, We're going to get right back into it where we left off from our last reading. We are on this section called American Justice. For their freedom to prey on the world's people, whatever the cost in blood. And so this will start on page 97. Dear Greg, in order for capitalism to continue to rule, any action that threatens the right of a few individuals to own and control public property must be prohibited and curtailed whatever the cost in resources. The international wing of the repressive institutions has spent one and one half trillion dollars since World War II. Whatever the cost in blood, Malai, Augusta, Georgia, Kent State, the Panther Trials, the frame up of Angela Davis, the national repressive institutions, police, National Guard, Army, etc., are no less determined. The mayors that cursed the rioters and looters. Mayor Daly of Chicago has ignored them summarily executed in the streets. Ignore the fact that their bosses have looted the world. Exactly. I refuse to make any argument with statistics compiled by the institutions and associations that I indict. Yet it is true that even official figures prove the case against capitalism. The Federal Bureau of Investigation compiles and indexes almost all information on crime in the United States. I have the figures as it states them right here. Vital statistics, FBI crime report, property crimes, 87% of the total in 1969, 28% of these crimes occurring in the ghetto. Since 1960, the number of men and women prisoners in state and federal penitentiaries has fluctuated slightly around the quarter million mark. These statistics conceal the living reality. This is my 11th year of being shoveled into every major prison in the most populous state in the nation and the largest prison system in the world. What I have seen in these 11 years is the living situation. The experience is quite different from the columns of figures neatly arranged to give the impression of well-studied, detached, scientific, and calculated analysis. Hidden are the facts that, at each institution I've been in, 30 to sometimes 40% of those held are black. And every one of the many thousands I've encountered was from the working, working or looping proletariat class. There may be exceptions, but I simply have not met any of them in my 11 years. Where I am confined now in San Quentin Prison, California, awaiting trial for two alleged crimes, conviction on either of which would subject my lungs to poison gas treatment, there are 17 cells in what is euphemistically called the adjustment center, but is far more accurately known as the hole. 
the AC in San Quentin triple maximum security in all of these cells are filled, 11 of them with black men, every one of them without exception from the working class. I've been arrested, interrogated, or investigated more times than I can count. I've learned 10 times more about the process than the most expert single group of inquisitors. From the first moment I'm brought into the scenario, I attempt to establish control over the exchanges that will take place between myself and my captors. Depending on the situation, one learns to feign either indignation, surprise, idiocy, or fear. At times, the peasant philosopher face will work. I don't think I'm an exception at all, as most blacks learn by age 15 how to handle the credence who hire out as guns for the privileged. There is only one type of inquisition inquisitional situation that I personally cannot control, the sessions that begin with violence. In those cases, guile fails and blacks learn to fight multiple opponents while handcuffed or at least learn how to protect the growing area. I simply have never managed to develop a technique against nine armed men who are fascinated with damaging my private parts, but I am still learning. All black people, wherever they are, whatever their crimes, even crimes against other blacks, are political prisoners because the system has dealt with them differently than with whites. Whitey gets the benefit of every law, every loophole, and the benefit of being judged by his peers, other white people. Blacks don't get the benefit of such jury trial by peers. Such trial is almost a cinch to result in the conviction of a black person. And it's a conscious political decision that blacks don't have those benefits. Howard Moore Jr., attorney, official of the court, but not for the court. He's in a position to know. He's honest, black, and dedicated enough to tell. The purpose of the chief repressive institutions within the totalitarian capitalist state is clearly to discourage and prohibit certain activity. And the prohibitionists are aimed at very distinctly defined sectors of the class in a race-sensitized society. The ultimate expression of law is not order, it's prison. There are hundreds upon hundreds of prisons and thousands upon thousands of laws, yet there is no social order, no social peace. Anglo-Saxon bourgeois law is tied firmly into economics. One can even pick that out of those vital statistics. Bourgeois law protects property relations and not social relationships. The cultural traits of capitalist society that also tends to check activity. Individualism, artificial politeness, just opposed to an aloof rudeness, the rush to learn, quote-unquote, how to instead of, quote-unquote, what is are secondary, really, and intended for the mal cases and groups that require preventative measures only. The law and everything that interlocks with it was constructed for poor, desperate people like me. So, yeah, pretty much what uh, George is talking about is how capitalism is going to always try to preserve itself, which is something we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. This capitalist system, a.k.a. America, Inc., is always going to make sure that the needs and the interests of the rich and powerful are met and that that cash money continues to flow and work continues to be done. Um, 
And, you know, he was talking about, you know, back then at that time, just the disproportionate amount of black people that was in jail compared to the population. And I'm sure the population of black people was a little bit lower at that time. But dudes saying like 30%, 30 to 34% of the folks in the prisons were black and all of them were poor, either working class or not working at all. And that's something that I was thinking about. I, I can't remember exactly what I had seen, mm-hmm. but it was some, of course, well-to-do white man that had done some quote-unquote wrong and, um, of course, never went to jail for it or nothing like that. And I'm thinking about, you know, nepotism. And I'm thinking about, you know, the benefit, the privilege of having people in high places. Yeah. And also the privilege of having the complexion for protection. Um, If we think just minutely, let's say that you go to a school and your mama is one of the teachers. And you get caught cheating on the paper. And usually the consequences for cheating on a paper is that you get expelled. Mm -hmm. But because your mama is the teacher and she's well-beloved by everybody, they arrange it so you won't get expelled. You just get detention and you get a firm talking to. Yep. So think about that on a grander scale, the grander scale of the criminal justice system. If you have people in high places that are connected well-connected with judges, attorneys, Mm -hmm. or can even connect themselves with judges and attorneys, live beside them, go to school with them, you do not have the same experience Mm -hmm. because your daddy can call John to get you out of trouble or say, hey, 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 is there any way we can make this go away? And it happens all the time. And they're telling us, you just got to obey the rules. If you Pick just follow up. the rules, if you just obey the law, mm-hmm. these people have no decorum. They be doing all types of bullshit, abusing, raping, uh, stealing, fighting, all that, and that never appears on their record. They continue to live productive lives. They continue to make a lot of money. These laws are not made for the rich. These laws are made for us. Yep. To keep us in line. Yep. So, that's pretty much what he was talking about as far as, you know, this is, law and order isn't like law. It's just jail. It's just either you do what we say or you get locked up. And and I don't know if he's going to deal with that um, in here, but we know that those prisons are very profitable. Yeah. And they get cheap labor from prisons too, so it's it's like a lose lose game for uh, the proletariat. If you ever find yourself "quote unquote" caught up in the the criminal justice system, um, and uh, you know he's talking about how all black people in jail are political prisoners because we are born into a system that wants us to be at the bottom and wants us to be the bottom feeder class and, you know, views us as less than human. So as soon as you put on this earth, you're dealing with some bullshit. And no matter what circumstances bring you to where you at the damn jail cell, 
Um, nine times out of ten, you can trace all that back to this white supremacist society we living in, Slavery. and capitalism, and all these other things that made your your grandmama life a living hell, yep. then your mama, and then yours. So, definitely agree with that. And um, yeah, so I think this is, of course, definitely pertaining to what we talking about as far as. You know, just thinking about laws and looting and and all these discussions about these types of things. And why we, honestly, there's no reason to take this shit seriously. Yes, there's consequences. But honestly, this shit ain't even real. These people don't abide by these laws themselves. No. It's literally to control. Now, not saying every law in the book is bad. There are certain things that do protect people on the books. But nine times out of ten, they do not. But as far as the entire criminal justice system as a whole, yeah. it's. And before um, any white people come in the comments and say, well, there's less crime in white neighborhoods, that's because there's less police there. It's not because they aren't doing crimes. It's because there's less police in those areas. Yeah. Or or those things don't get reported again. They, exactly. If you live next to the damn police officer, yep. you play ball with his son, you caught vandalizing something, you caught trying to break into somebody's house, and all he has to do is say, oh, okay, I'll talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it never shows up on the news. Yep. You never get on the books. And that's it. Yep. And you can grow old and tell everybody how you obeyed the law, unlike them blacks over there, because you ain't got no record. Yep. And and rinse and repeat. Sure can. Um, okay, back to the reading. Jonathan, my younger brother, understood this point perfectly. The purport of the raid on the Marin County Courthouse was more significant by far than its calculable effects. I knew him well since he was and still is my alter ego. He went to liberate and to educate with aggressive and free action. He knew that, as he proceeded in liberating, there would be more action. He wasn't a speech maker, and neither am I. Escape the myth, the hoax, by moving people into action against the terror of the state. Counterterrorism is the real significance of the August 7th affair. To Jonathan, the striking exposure was audacity. Audacity and more audacity. Theory and practice, strategy and tactics were based in his mind on actual confrontation within this particular historical development. He must have calculated that focal army activity that was hidden and nameless, operating where the objective conditions for revolution already existed and had existed for a dozen decades, would survive and grow if, at the same time, the Black Panther political apparatus continued to develop its autonomous infrastructure. Proof of his theory was built right into the action. Five desperate men were offered arms as a means to freedom. Three took them. Proof of the role of law within the totalitarian-authoritarian relationship was also built into the action. In a fit of reckless, mindless gunfire, 100 automated goons shot through the bodies of a judge, district attorney, and three female non-combatants to reestablish control over all activity to prevent certain actions. No cost in blood is too high. 
It would seem that so much free fire would be difficult to explain, but it's not. Freedoms are invariably being protected with this gunfire. Freedom must be interpreted a thousand separate ways, but it actually comes down to freedom for a few families and their friends. Freedom to prey upon the world. Mm -hmm. Acceptance of enslavement is deeply buried in the pathogenic character types of capitalism. It is a result of the sense of dread and anxiety, which is the lot of all men under capitalist rule. Compulsive behavior and disordered obsessional longings are actually made synonymous with character in our disordered society. But to emphasize these conditions before examining the institutions from which they spring is to confuse effect with cause and further cloud the point of attack. So far, cultural analysis has established that the psychosis is so ingrained, the institution so centralized, that what is needed is total revolution. The armed struggle between the have-nots with their vanguard and the haves with their hirelings of macabre freaks that live through them. Civil war between at least two sections of the population is the only pur purgative. Total revolution must be aimed at the purposeful and absolute destruction of the state and all present institutions. The destruction carried out by the so-called psychopath, the outsider, whose only remedy is destruction of the system. This organized mass of violence directed at the source of thought control is the only realistic therapy. Analysis of the oppressed mentality and the psychopathic personality that accrue from contact with the prevarications of American culture must be carefully integrated with the analysis of the source. Simple interpretation of effects tend to calcify. It certainly promotes defeatism. Quote, action makes the front. One can quietly refuse to accept the constrictions of bourgeois culture, can reject himself, hate the self, and turn inward. By doing so, he accomplishes a form of individual revolt. But here again, we find another unconscious manifestation of the things we hate. Individualism. A now attitudinal instrumentality of bourgeois culture. We cannot escape. One simply cannot reject constrictions without rejecting and putting to death the constrictor. I know that's right. An armed attacker cannot be ignored. Gandhi and the gurus were all abject fools. I would certainly be dead if when critical flashpoints matured, I hadn't backed my rejection with blows. I would hate to have been a Vietnamese in my life without arms. I hate encounters like the one at my last court appearance on April 6, 1971, when the enemies who attacked me had all the weapons. I would hate to run into the freaks who have Mike Hammer, J. Edgar Hoover complexes without being armed. My pledge is to arms. My enemies are institutions, and any man with vested interest in them, even if that interest is only a wage. If revolution means civil war, I accept and the sooner begun, the sooner done. I don't think the enemy can be identified any more carefully than this. Further identification must be made in the process. I feel elated that my brother died with two guns in his hand. 
I'm going to miss him and all the others, though death in our situation is only a release. I miss people intensely. I miss him intensely. But he and the others who sought freedom died at the throats of the principal repressive institution of the empire. They died making real attempts at freedom. I paraphrase Castro on the trial after Moncada. I warn you, gentlemen, I have only begun. Okay, there's a couple things that uh, stood out. And one of them was when he was talking about um, when Jonathan came to free uh, him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was like, proof of the role of law within totalitarian authoritarian relationships was built into action. And he talked about how 100, I guess, police officers, some type of officials, just started spraying bullets and ended up killing a judge, innocent people. Yeah. But it was worth it to them because it's about maintaining order. Let's not, uh uh-uh, we can't let these folks get away and think that this is okay. Hell no. We don't care who we got to step over to reinforce and to keep shit in line. Yep. And so they did it. They killed them innocent people. And um, he was also talking about, you know, um, the acceptance of the enslavement that we're going through in capitalism. It, it's so buried deep in us because it's, it's, it's reinforced by violence. It's reinforced by the gunfire. Nobody who is speaking out against that type of stuff lives majority of the time or they're not heard, period. Yeah. And um, just talking about how before we start, you know, talking about the character of the the people who commit crimes or this or that, we have to make sure that we are also talking about the systems which create these people and why the system continues to create these types of people and, you know, and all that stuff, um, which is something that doesn't really get talked about in, I feel like, I don't know. These colleges, they're so liberal. Like, they'll go so far and say, the crime, because the socioeconomics, and, you know, lack of access, and, you know, they don't have affordable so-and-so, so-and-so, and they have underfunded schools, but they'll never go into why these things are the way they are. Or, if they do, they create a nonprofit with it. But even and then, then that doesn't actually change anything. But even then, like what would they say? If they if you say why are things why are things like this? What what, what would a liberal say to you? Why are these schools underfunded? They're gonna come back and say, Well, the Republicans won't let us do X, Y, and Z. Cause all of their means are gonna be through like law. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but when you tell them that you in the uh, democratic city, then what? I feel like that they never, they never will well, say it's, it's lower, capitalism. 
lower um, people, maybe you should, um, you know, you gotta vote the right people in. It's always, that's always what it'll end up being. It, and you, you see these same people on, like, Facebook, these older liberals, uh, older millennials even, who talk about this all the time, who are like, yeah, well, it's, it's bad right now, but, you know, if we just vote the correct people in, then everything will be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. And so, yeah, no, nothing is really trying to get us to see the root of the cause and it mm -hmm. being capitalism. It'll be everything else but that. It'll be this person. It'll be that person. It'll be this uh, politician. It will never be just, damn, that's just the way it was made. That's just yep. the way that shit works. And that's why it's good to get an understanding to read to understand and be able to apply that to what you see so that you can see how every single quote-unquote injustice in america is one little screw in the wheel that is capitalism yep. and it all needs to work it all needs to continue to go on for capitalism to be successful um so, yeah, that, that's why stuff like this is very important because, of course, this isn't going to get taught in schools because schools are made to keep us <laughs> complacent. To benefit the capitalist class. Literally I made mean. to just create some more obedient workers. So you'll never get it there. And that's why you just it's just important to educate yourself and educate others on this. Um... So, uh, something else he was talking about was that, um, you know, just pretty much ranting on Gandhi and all this, uh, if I want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself, make a change, uh, Mark Jackson, <laughs> uh, just something like that. Just like, well, internally, I will work on myself. Internally, I will, whatever, and then things will get better. No, 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 no. Did these colonizers internally look in themselves and, and, and <laughs> become successful? Not. Absolutely not. Is that what Rockefeller and them did? Is that what all these other slave owners did? Mm -mm. They, they got what they got through violence. That's the only language they listen to. That's the only time they finna get up and look around and see what's going on through violence. And, I mean, it just is the way it is. It's, it's more comforting to think that, well, maybe if I just practice on myself, the world would get better. But it's, it's just not realistic. It's, it's just never going to happen. Um, but, yes. And I guess I can bring us a little bit back on the update of what's been going on with the Tyree thing. Um, nothing really, which we kind of already kind of uh, expected. Um it's just the same old, same old liberal machine. Got everybody real at ease now. Everybody has seen the video. Everybody had a conversation about it. The activists have got out. They all got their interviews. They got their documentaries. They got they think pieces. And now we're, we're back at the same place. You yeah. wouldn't even know that anything had happened. Um, We're apart, or not apart, but we uh get notifications from this quote-unquote activism calendar where we can see what these quote-unquote activists are doing out there in the streets and um the last one i received had basically nothing to do with tyree and uh it's called healing space today we fight together we heal together hosted by justice and safety alliance so uh, it's like they're not 
they're holding they're holding like nonprofit conferences now at this point. It's not again, there's no change that happened at all and there's not going to be any change that's going to happen at all. No, because changing would mean the destruction of what? Capitalism. Mm -hmm. The cops are another screw in the wheel. You're not going to do you're not going to get rid of the cop. They need that cop. The cops are gone. Who else is going to protect their private property from the looters? Who else is going to force these people to get back to work from their striking? Who else is going to protect them when the damn revolution comes? The police are needed. They're a necessity. They have to have the police. That's why Every politician, no matter what didn't happen, no matter if somebody got killed point blank period in blood, shot in the face, and was innocent, quote unquote, they will figure out a way to give the police more money. Yep. Because they're like, oh, the people, uh-uh. Oh, the, the people are, are losing faith in America. They don't think we're the best. They're they're starting to see that they are being oppressed and they're starting to see this, starting to see that. I need more protection. We need more cops. So I don't understand. I do understand. They're liberals. They don't want them to change. But for us, there is no reason going to a politician asking them to, to pass a policy. The policy will never be passed. I'm sorry. That will never happen. The, the police will never be defunded if these, these people have any, any say in it. The police will never be abolished through the damn government. Anybody that's saying they can get some abolition through a damn government is lying out their teeth. Or even, like, peaceful means, period. That's like saying... There's no way. You can't... You cannot... I, you cannot get... You cannot set up an activist calendar and shoot it out to everybody who provides their phone number and email address and and then try and make some kind of change. You just can't. Because if you were trying to make any type of change, period, any type of real change, the police would have already got your ass. You yeah. you would have already been an enemy of the state. Girl, but that's the thing that that the police are paid. The police are paid by the people to do the protest. It's a parade because it's it's not it's not real. We're but, going on a rant. But we're going on a rant. <laughs> but it's just it just burns you burns me up, and I'm sure it burns y'all up. Just knowing, like, these people are playing games. Yeah, they These are. people have done the reading. Mm -hmm. They've done the reading. They know what the answer is, but they chose money, and they chose capital yeah. instead of choosing the people. And those people will forever be shamed. I'm going to forever call them out because they need to be called out. But, yes, okay, guys. <laughs> that was the reading of Blood in My Eye. We finished. What page was that? That was 103. And we will join you all again next week. Let us know what you think. Thought. Thought. <laughs> uh, hit us up at Building RPWR on our social media channels. And uh, yeah, this has been Gabby and KT. Bye.